Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. You can check us out at audioapesmusic.com. That is our website, and it has everything you need to know about us, our music, our podcasts, our music videos, audioapesmusic.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Apes. Audio Apes is the music. Hanging With Apes is the podcast. Yep, we yep, are yep. back. We took some yes, time off. Um, the consistency. We're, we're here for you guys, and we're putting out material. We're going to be pumping it out, but, man, the consistency is rough sometimes. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been working on a lot of stuff. Uh working on um getting this little treatment done for a music video, working on getting you guys uh podcast guests to to further the, the, the interesting topics that we be talking about. Uh talking about recording new music. Uh man, we're we've been busy. We've been putting in a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah, of and work. um reading. Yep. Researching. Yep. Just it's uh it's it's a twenty four seven operation, really. Yes. So, I mean, sometimes that that cuts into the consistency, but but we're trying to make this show better, and we thank everyone. Our numbers have been going up. Thank you very much, um, and uh, just keep telling people. So, and also, if you guys have any questions, shit, tweet us. Tweet us. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll make sure to answer those questions on on our podcast. Comment or, you know, on SoundCloud. Yep. So uh, you could look at us on on Instagram. Our Instagram is Audio Apes. So yeah, you communicate. Let us know what you guys think. If there's topics that you guys want us to go over, or if you disagree or agree with some of the stuff that we say, by all means, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty much what what you need to do, and you need to do now. <laughs> so uh, something I wanted to discuss briefly going into this. Uh, so you remember last year how great um, Straight Outta Compton was? It was greatness. Yes, it was I, amazing. I, I thought, honestly, that it got snubbed at the Oscars because it didn't get a Best Picture nomination. Yeah. And I thought it was at least worthy of a nomination. I, I could see the argument being made that it not be Best Picture, but but best picture worthy at least a nomination man yeah so that was definitely a snub um part of the reason why i think the movie was so good was because dr dre and ice cube had a close hand in the making of the movie obviously they didn't direct it but they were producers and you know the director and the writers had them as as reference and guides as you know in in terms of getting the movie done and getting the movie done right and and it was great from a cinematic standpoint from a a plot standpoint um just everything the way the story was told everything so now the Tupac movie is out all eyes on me the Tupac biopic and i haven't seen it yet and to be honest from the get go i didn't want to see it like i never had an interest in seeing it and and just because it didn't it didn't look that good it didn't look that appealing to me and you know from from what i see the critics didn't think much of it either because it's it did very poorly like critically i think i don't know how the fans like it like as far as audiences but i know critically 
it did very poorly and and audience i really never really go based off what the audience says because sometimes they don't know what the yeah fuck they don't know talking. what the fuck is going on and and they don't know anything about like critiquing a movie and like what even makes a good movie the only time i'll go off of what the audience says is like a michael bay movie because critics just don't like him for whatever reason so yeah. you can never really go based off what the critic says when it comes to michael bay because they don't they don't fuck with him because there's been like good michael bay movies that the critics just bash but anyway the all eyes on me movie i was uh i was you know looking at different reviews and stuff like that and they were saying how like the acting wasn't very good the story wasn't very good it wasn't very engaging and then i seen this thing on world star where the game oh he pretty much was like bashing anybody who didn't like the movie it was he did he was doing way too much and, it, and it's stupid because <laughs> way too much. how could you how could you bash somebody for not liking a movie like yeah. that's not really tupac number one that's an actor. you know a movie about his life but that's an actor yeah and whether you like the artist or not if the movie about the artist's life sucks it's a suck ass movie that's like if somebody made a movie about our life yeah if the movie is a bad movie, it's a bad movie. It's not disrespectful to to me that no, the movie is no. bad because it's a suck ass movie. I don't expect people to like a movie just because it's about me. Yeah. Uh even though it's a suck ass movie. Yeah, and and if you pay attention to Straight Out of Compton and you pay attention to the trailer, it told you it it made you feel like it was going to be a good movie. I feel that this one even even the the trailers seemed kind of bland. Yeah, and, definitely. And and it was it didn't really sell me. So uh, and and then obviously you're correct in your assumption, and well I'm correct in my assumption because I didn't think it was gonna be such a good movie. Because on Rotten Tomato it's at twenty two percent. Yeah, which is terrible. And and I remember one of my my main observations about the movie when the trailer first came out was I noticed that the actor playing Tupac, they didn't give him a lot of dialogue in the trailer. It was almost like it it's was Tupac. Yeah, it was almost like, hey, look at him, but don't listen to him. Yeah. And and I think where they made the biggest mistake was in the realm of casting. Yeah. Cause I think they went after somebody that looked like him as opposed to a good actor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could have gotten a good actor that yeah. didn't necessarily look just like Tupac. But could have done a good job playing the role. Yeah, well, look at Anthony Mackie in um, the Notorious. He did an excellent job playing. I Tupac. thought he did a great job. The mannerisms, the the feel, like it was just like it was Tupac. And like, how do you not give Tupac dialogue in the trailer? Tupac talked his ass off. That's what he That's did. That's what he's known for. You go to YouTube and you put like fucking, you know, Tupac quotes. You probably have like speeches that he's had. Like it's Tupac. So he's a legend, and he should. And you should not sell yourself short in watching the movie and saying, oh, because it's Tupac, I'm going to accept, you know, whatever garbage they're going to be putting out. Exactly. And and that's the thing. And, and one of them was saying that, that it's like uh, one of the critics, uh, they had they had said that it was like if someone went to Wikipedia and just got whatever was on there, which oh, is, you wow. know, which is kind of sad because if you think about it, like movies that that's just kind of surface stuff. When you watch a movie, you kind of want to delve deep into the character. Yeah. And. And just kind of try and understand, you know, like where they, where they were coming from and um, who they are as a person, you know, and just 
like a lot of a lot of so that was kind of like what was wrong with Notorious. I felt I felt Notorious, it was like too soft. Like it was like they were scared to like to offend. Yeah, to offend because like um I don't know. It just seemed it, it, it seemed like it was like too um Hollywood. I I didn't. I mean, it was it was an all right movie, but again, straight out of Compton, they didn't pull any. Yeah, know. so far the best one has been straight out of Compton. Yeah, so out of out of the biopics, because obviously, like, there's rap movies that are good, like Get Rich or Die Trying, Hustle and Flow, Eight Mile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But those are not necessarily biopics. No, they're like kind they're of rap movies. You know, yeah. like with Eight Mile and Oh yeah, uh, Get, Rich. Get Rich or Die Trying. They're Kind of like biopics, but not really. But out of the biopics, which has been Notorious, um, uh, All Eyes on Me, and and Straight Out of Compton, Straight Out of Compton is taking the cake by yeah. far. And if you guys haven't watched Straight Out of Compton, go to Best Buy or go to Target, go to Walmart and go buy it. It's amazing. So. Oh yeah, it's definitely worth the buy. Hell yeah, definitely. That's a classic. It's a classic movie. It's great. Um, but you know what? What's funny about like what the game said and and his whole attitude towards people that didn't like the movie sh- struck me as similar to something that happened recently with uh, Vic Mensa from Chicago, the rapper from Chicago. He was on this uh, show that uh, Complex Magazine hosts. It's called Everyday Struggle. It's like with DJ Academics, some chick, and and Joe Budden, and. He was on there. Oh, is it is that the one where uh, Lil Yachty came out, right? Yeah, it, that's the show. That's the show. But but, yeah. but no, Lil, Lil Yachty wasn't part of this. But it does seem like like they're getting just all these whack ass rappers. Like they never get anybody good. <laughs> but anyway, so Vic Mensa is on there, and uh, you could really tell that rap has become more about how you look than what you actually say or represent, because this motherfucker was like. Like wearing some weird ass like leather jacket and ripped up ass jeans and tatted on his neck and just just like straight up weirdo shit. Yeah. But uh, more than that, like what sh- stood out in the interview or the the discussion about the whole situation was he called DJ Academics a bitch on there to his face. He told him like pretty much you're you're a bitch. Not pretty much. He, he did tell him he's like you're a bitch. Because Damn, what the fuck was that? I guess DJ Academics has this vlog online where he talks about, or he has talked negatively about drill rap and drill rappers, and I guess to some degree has made a mockery of of all the people that have died in the streets of Chicago. Yeah. In 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 some regard, as a result to the things that drill rap represents, and Vic Mensa was saying that. DJ Academics doesn't have a place to be talking about that stuff. And he seemed to have been offended by the fact that DJ Academics has talked personally about certain people that uh, Vic Mensa has known and that have died and rappers that he has known that have died and people that weren't rappers that have died. And, uh, you know, he's saying that, you know, he's corny and he doesn't have a place to be talking about that stuff. And DJ Academics tried to defend himself by saying that, um, well, you know, uh, it's just creative criticism. But I will say this. He didn't respond in a very bitch-made way because if somebody told me, like, I'm a bitch, I'm going to, like, get at them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not physically, but I'm going to tell them, no, dude, you know know what's bitch-made is that, like, I'm trying to give 
constructive criticism to yeah. the shit that you're pushing and you can't take it. That's bitch made. Like I would have told him, but he right. didn't, dude. Like the mo- the motherfucker like folded and cowered. Yeah. And then and Vic Mensa told him, dude, you know that you wouldn't say that shit unless you were in a controlled environment. Either like you're behind your computer or in an environment like this. But if you were in the real world, you wouldn't talk to us like that. And, and even Joe Budden's co-signed on with Vic Mensa and said, and, and yeah. he said. Yeah, he wouldn't. He would, and like you know, him and DJ <laughs> Academics, they know each other. Yeah, and he said he wouldn't. No, you got. And, and that, and and in that regard, that is bitch made by DJ Academics because I agree with you saying what you're saying, even if you make a mockery of whatever, yeah, of the people that are 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 dying in Chicago. Like stand if it's a it. satire, stand by that shit. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes up and like you're live and uncut in in dude's face. And like you're just like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like that's bitch made. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially when 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 you're when you're a a commentator like that, right? You're gonna say things that people aren't gonna agree with. Are you not ready to to own up to the shit that you say? Because whatever I say here, I've said at work. I say it to my friends. I say it with people to disagree with. Hell me, yeah! And it is what it is. Like the other day, I was having a, a, a conversation about uh, cause cause I truly do believe this. Um, and and this is just kind of like uh, way way it has nothing to do with rap, but it was about how like Democrats are are uh, pretty much have such a losing formula right now against Trump that Trump is probably going to be an eight year president. And this dude was like kind of ma- getting mad at me because I was saying that, but I was breaking it down to him like to the point where he shut the fuck. You know, he 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 didn't shut up like as in like I was I was on some like disrespectful stuff, but. You know, I'm going to make my points and then you make your points and then we'll see, you know, but I'm, I'm going to stand to what I believe in as far as like what, what I see. And, and, um, you know, I know people are going to say, no, no, that's dumb or no, but all right, well, what do you think then? You tell me then. And then, and then, you know, that, that's what you call it. So, so as a commentator, like Charlemagne would never fold. I don't, I don't Charlemagne. No, I don't think so but i have seen charlemagne fold in yeah. certain like like a there was a time where he had said something ab- about beanie siegel and beanie siegel was on the breakfast club yeah oh and, 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 <laughs> why is everyone so scared of beanie siegel and he ain't no regular rapper you know and and uh he 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 backed down i uh, let me just put it that way like he backed down off of the some of the stuff that he was uh, saying or that he had previously said and what was it towards beanie siegel yeah, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I do remember vividly like him backing down and like it just sort of being like him, I, me feeling like he got checked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it wasn't as bad as this because it, like Beanie Siegel wasn't disrespectful or anything. He just checked them like yeah. kind of man to man. This was disrespectful because Vic Mensa called DJ Academics a bitch. Yeah, he's like you a bitch, and then he said that that he wanted to slap him and that he would slap him if they weren't in con- in a controlled environment. Like Vic yeah. Mensa said, pretty much like if these cameras weren't right here and we weren't on this show, like I would slap the shit out of you type of thing. Yeah. Now that that's a, a whole nother level. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a whole nother level. And for something that. I think DJ Academics yeah. is right about saying that because, see, this is the thing. Sure, a lot of people... And, and what did he exactly say about, like, do you know, like, exactly what he said? Or, well, or just well it, it was it was real vague because because Vic Mensa had, had mentioned DJ Academics' vlog online. And he said that what he does is he makes a mockery of, of drill rappers and some of the deaths that have occurred 
um, of people that have been involved in drill rap or are living that lifestyle or hanging around those rappers. And Vic Mensa was saying that he doesn't have the right to speak about that because first off, he's not from Chicago. And then secondly, he's not living that life. And thirdly, you know, who gave him the right to talk about that stuff. And if I was DJ Academics, I would tell him, like, number one, dude, I could talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. That's number one. That's yeah. number one. Number two, if you can't take what I'm saying as constructive criticism, you're the one that really doesn't care about your people. And you're the one that's making a mockery of them by by treating their lives so frivolous because these young kids... They look up to you and you influence them. And yep. so if you're continuing you're giving them a losing formula, right? If you're continuously giving them this losing ass formula and pushing this bullshit to them, you're the one that's bitch made. But he didn't he didn't do any of that. He just fucking folded. Yeah. And 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 third of all, what like, I would like yeah. to say about the whole situation is us being from Chicago, us being from that environment us seeing all of this stuff that Vic Mensa is talking about and saying how DJ Academics doesn't have the right to talk about. Well, this is from somebody that does have the right to talk about it yeah. when saying that the only thing uh, DJ Academics did wrong was folding and acting bitch made because everything that he's saying, and even if he does make a mockery of it, so fucking be it. Because at some point, at some point, it, it, it does become laughable that we keep walking down the same road making the same fucking mistakes. Well, it look do, at, look it at does Father's become Day. laughable. Look at Father's Day week and we hit the 300 murder of the year. Wow. <laughs> like, like, like we're, 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 and summer hasn't even officially started yeah, yet. And that's, so, so we, well, I we didn't hit, know that. Yeah, 300 already. Yeah, yeah. 300 already. So, I mean, what, what, what people say about Chicago, that's true. This is an epidemic. Exactly. And, and and I think and I don't think that that uh, Vic Mensa has any illusions about whether or not it's an epidemic, but he got upset that DJ Academics talked about it in a tone that was sort of like a satire or a mockery almost. But this is the thing: if it doesn't change, that's what's gonna happen. Right now, some guy in Beverly Hills is looking at Chicago thinking, huh, look at those fucking idiots. They're still killing each other while I'm over here in this pool, a multimillionaire with all these naked ass women swimming around me. Like, yeah, yeah. it's laughable because these people, these rappers, that's the shit that they're pushing. And and I know some people will say, oh, well, you know what? You're being a little bit of a hypocrite because you talk about all, all these other rappers from your era and they pushed violence and negativity. Yes, to some degree, there was violence and negativity yeah, in, yeah. In, in rap since since day one. But but there were also different principles and ideas in the rap that 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 made a lot of like positive focal points. Yeah. So it was one of those things where this rapper, he's talking about his come up. And sure, it may be it, it does involve like illicit behavior and illegal activity and all of that. But the mindset behind it and the ideas behind it and the goal is to like legitimize yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a yeah. legitimate businessman or, or, or whatever the case. The shit today, though, it's none of that. It's all yeah. about fucking pill popping, getting high, getting fucking high off prescription medication and, and, and just living your life like that. There's nothing. 
not, no, no upward mobility promoted and, in any and, of this and, shit. And, and trust and believe that you see that in, in Chicago streets. You see, like, the youth. You see, like, all this, all this, like, just crime and, like, dumb shit that, that's going on that shouldn't be happening. Well, you see what the, what the murder rate is. Like, what, what, what are we doing here, really? Like, this is, this is fucked up. You should be doing something else, not fucking yourself up. You see, like, the mentally, how people... Because, I mean, you take all those drugs, what do you think it's going to do? That's stuff for, for psych patients that you're taking. What do you think that's going to do your to, to your brain, you know? You, you're going to become a psych patient, pretty much. That's how people fuck their minds up. And that, yeah. that's what's happening. So, I mean, 50 Cent or fucking Jay-Z or Nas or M or... Wu Tang or you know Mob Deep, none of none of them were talking about shit, shit no. like that, popping pills or nothing like that. They never, you know what I'm saying? Like, so to to me, those guys, what they were was observing their environment, seeing the negativity, and giving you the at raw times, reality. At, at times, engaging in some of that negativity, but always having a positive mindset about moving up in the world. Exactly. That doesn't exist in like today's climate of rap. It's it's pretty much like where you're at is where you're going to stay. And so deal with it and pop pills and get high as fuck. And and don't think about the future. Just think yeah. about the right now. And see, the thing is, it's 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 good to be prideful where you're from. Because I'm prideful of where I'm from because of the obstacles that were presented to me. And, and just in general, like where you're from. It has so much of of who you are as as a DNA, right? Um, but you shouldn't be proud of, you know, because because people people will be talking about, oh yeah, I'm from Chicago, murders, man, this isn't that, or yeah, like yeah, the dumb shit, yeah, like okay, so because your your people are getting killed, that that's cool, that that's that gives you street cred, or that's not cool. So I mean, or or. You know, uh, uh, you're you're proud of your environment. Like, if your environment is a fucked up place, like, uh, if you have kids, you want your kids there. Like, that ain't cool. That's that's some sucker shit. If you ask me, like, like you see all these, all, like our era rappers, they they moved out. They they you know Jay Z's having kids, but Jay Z's like fucking like Jay Z and Beyonce are like the king and uh, or uh, the prince and princess of fucking England and shit. You know, yeah, of of, of of uh, the United States, like they're they're on some whole another level shit. So and, I mean, and, and it's that's funny good. You, you should be proud of that. that. You you mentioned that because Vic Mensa said how the other day he went to somebody's funeral that he he knew that died off like 61st Street or whatever. And I thought to myself, Jay Z ain't going to nobody's fucking funeral that's getting shot in the streets. Fifty Cent, Eminem, like they they're these guys are not doing this because it's like. If that's the life that you choose to live, yeah. that shit don't have anything to do with me because I was all about moving out of this shit and getting away from it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why are you still in it? And, and even Pac has a line in one of his songs where he's like, uh, it's like uh, he says something along the lines of some uh, like a 13 year old getting shot. And then and then he's like that how he went to his funeral, but he couldn't cry because he warned him either stop or die. Like he, yeah. he told dude, you know, like, like, how could I cry for you when I, you've been warned, like, don't do this. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, and that's the thing, except, except I feel like Vic Mensa, because he is what he is. He has to, in a sense, cry for these kids because 
he in a sense has try is trying to justify what he's doing because it's like that's what he said he's like man well i'm from this shit like this is this is what i do like this is the life that i live okay but you know that there's better out there and yeah. you have the money to be doing better to afford better i i'd imagine it yeah, because yeah. if we if we have the money to 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 do better and we're not famous rappers i'd imagine he does you know what i'm saying oh, so yeah. like you have the money to do better and to know better and you've seen better so there's really no excuse in in if you know on your part yeah it's that that's that's just sad but i mean that was kind of like a missed opportunity for for uh for the dude from what's his name dj what dj academics academics you know he should have he should have uh addressed all those things and manned up yeah absolutely because that that you know sometimes you need sometimes a guy like Vic Mensa might need someone to kind of like put a different perspective because you know a lot of these rappers what happens is they get yes men all around them you know and it's like you know you just think a certain way and and you don't ever think about like you know the the stuff that you could actually you know or or, or get tested on whatever you believe in if DJ Academics was like nah this this is this this and this Maybe maybe a dude could have could have seen seen it differently, you know. But now he's gonna think that he's right. Yeah. And and or or at very least that he's like some tough motherfucker. Yeah. Like dude, yeah, half tough. of these motherfuckers are only tough. More more than half they are only tough because they got guns. Like yeah. these motherfuckers wouldn't scrap to save their life. Yeah. I mean, and and if I would have been uh, DJ Academics, I wouldn't have even you know I would have been like on some trying to prove him wrong. I wouldn't even like. I would have probably just told him like, oh, and if you think, you, and if and if you're so worried about this controlled environment, well, we can always after the show deal with it a certain way, and that's yeah, it. That should but, have been but, too great. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, but I'm I'm here trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to do that. I'm here trying to tell you that this is what my what my perspective was. So I mean, and then again, debate, and then see what's up. Like yeah, like like sway 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 checked. Kanye, when when Kanye kind of got loud on him, and so it was like, hey, like, look, we're here, but like, we can always handle that stuff. At yeah, another, you know, place. But, and that's man shit yeah. right there. And and I got respect for Sway because Sway stood his. Kanye was going crazy because, and, and that's what's crazy. It's like if, if we're gonna like keep it at a respectable level in, in terms of the discussion, that's awesome. Let's keep it at a respectable level. But if you're saying that I'm a bitch and that you're gonna slap me, yeah. You're taking it to another level, and and that's no fine, yeah. and that's fine. But then you expect that in return. But that's the problem with all these like like bogus ass fucking like street motherfuckers is that is that like people give into it, like they're scared of them. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Stand for what you believe in. At the end of the day, because all these people that people look up to, you know, you look up to them because they're heroes and then you want some coward ass shit so then what the fuck are you like i i remember we talked about that uh time i mean this was years ago but we talked about when uh kanye rushed the stage and and took the mic from taylor swift and we were like you think he could ever do that to 50 oh hell no <laughs> 50 would have whooped his ass right then and there exactly 50 and and people know that so <laughs> i mean so 50 wouldn't even have to worry about no shit like that and you have to just set your tone like you know as a man like I have I believe in what I believe in. You don't have to agree with me, but you know you don't have to take it to another level either. Cause we could go there if you want, but I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to be on some journalistic shit and give my opinions. And and if you don't agree with them, tell me why, and I'll tell you why I don't agree with you. And that's it. And keep it moving. And and um, 
but that 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 that's something that that all these uh just really artists and actors and all that like they always seem to be tolerant when when it's something that they agree and then all of a sudden they go fucking they can't deal they go with ballistic it. when they don't agree with shit yeah and they they don't know how to deal with that yeah. shit like when somebody doesn't agree with them or yeah. somebody like knocks you know something that they've created yeah. or, or 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 dislikes it well, they don't know how to handle it and you create a culture in which in which you make whoever you don't agree with be the same as you because look at what the the julius caesar uh play thing it was in new york if, if i'm mistaken um this girl i think she's a journalist for for like the rebel or a writer she uh she they had a play in which it was uh pretty much a a, a, play, a like a modern day play of julius caesar and in, in the play julius caesar's played by like a guy that looks like trump and mm -hmm. he gets stabbed I see. Like it, it, when he when Julius Caesar get, gets killed, he gets stabbed, and, and he's getting stabbed by like all like minority. I don't know if it was like all black people or or if it was like just minorities. So, you know, it was kind of like she got offended by that, mm -hmm. and then she went on stage, and 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 I don't really agree with with you having a problem. Like I I don't really agree with you trying to shut some shit down. No, nah. because you don't agree with it. But what I'm saying though is people have created a culture which they will will not accept other things and then and then want people to accept their shit so now you're creating something you're creating yourself on the other side absolutely and that's what's happening like she comes in and she's saying oh you guys can't put this play it's donald trump it's you know at the end of the day you know ben shapiro had actually like a pretty solid uh he, he was saying that it wasn't okay for her to just rush no rush the stage and and i agree like i agree you know, it, it, people people are gonna have their opinions and you know they could they could say whatever they feel like but again it boils down to all the way back to like you not being fair as far as like well yeah giving that, someone that's definitely without a doubt the monster that the left has created because they have been known for that for for the longest and have been doing shit like that for the longest and we would be hypocrites for all that time criticizing all the shit they did and then but because this chick might be on our side politically us be like oh it's okay no, no it's not okay it's because not okay. you're still infringing on their freedom of speech even though and then there's theaters in, in even York. though even though like i ain't i ain't with that shit like yeah. i don't think that's cool that like you make a play where like the president is getting stabbed by a bunch of minorities but i still Whether respect he be left or right i i still respect yeah. your right to express yourself in that manner yeah you know what i'm saying if now if you want to talk about whether or not i think the play is good or or, or classy or it works that's a discussion for a different time but but what's undeniable is that you do have the right mm -hmm. to put on that play and if if i don't want if i don't like it i won't go see it i won't pay to go watch it and simple and plain yeah, that's it i don't care if it was reagan jimmy carter bill clinton bush obama or trump i just don't think that that's right for you to do that like be on some you know killing the president type shit but if that's your prerogative and that's what you and people are going to view it and that's your art so be it if people fuck with it but again the culture is like the left does things where they they offend and do this and do that and then and then any little thing that they don't agree with it's like oh they go, they go up in arms and now what you're seeing is to the right people are starting to become because people are starting to become that extreme because they're like, oh, well, you want to do it? Well, I'm going to do it too. It's like little kids. Yeah. Almost like, exactly. well, if he can do it, I'm going to do it too. And it starts becoming like a culture of just like motherfuckers who just like... Babies. Yeah, babies. Like, 
Oh, you're you going to throw tantrums. You can't talk. You can't logic with them. Yeah. You can't anything. And I think the only thing that we could all really do is like let them argue with each other. And while they're arguing on that side, let's be over here and get this money. Because yeah. like really at the end of the day, it is nice to try to talk to somebody and in a sense show them the light. Like, hey, this third wave feminist shit is causing this problem and this problem and this problem. You see, do you acknowledge it? And if yeah. you acknowledge it, then we could both move forward. You know, and if you don't, I'm going to continue to move forward. And then you stay in your little fucking echo chamber and yeah. and live there. And I'm just going to keep moving forward and making this money. And because along the road, some people will see what you're saying. Yeah. And some people won't. Some people will say, hey, you know what? You make a valid point. I get it and concede. And some people won't. There's times where we will have to concede to what others say. Like, hey, you've been saying this. But this is what's going on. Oh, okay. I see. You know what I'm saying? I learned from this and, and I can move forward better. But uh, but it, it, it does seem like that's becoming more rare these yeah. days. Yeah. And it's starting to become scary because you saw that uh, bombing. I think it was in London in a, in a mosque. That was kind of crazy because it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were like Christians or whatever, but they deliberately went to go bomb a mosque. Wow. Like full of, you know, obviously Muslims. And and you, that's that's messed up because now it's like you see Muslim extremists do that. Now you're gonna see like that. You it know, creates you, a bad you culture, know what man. it is too. It, it does seem like people are starting to take things into their own hands because government will not. And that's yeah. when you're gonna you're you're gonna start like getting scary results, scary yeah. things like like that guy uh, uh, that that shot the. Um, that the Republican House Whip Steve Calise, Scalise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this was a guy that was like obviously like very politically repressed and and yeah, I mean he was obviously a lunatic because he just you know went and and shot up their their baseball practice of a of a bunch of politicians and that that's no way to go about anything. No, but um, it does beg to question: Is this the culture? That all of this inaction on the part of politicians is 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 this the culture that they've created yeah. by inaction? Like for instance, in London, London right now is is world renowned for inaction against anything that the Muslim extremists do. Like they just don't do anything. It's like yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it's just part of our life. So so it isn't that crazy to think that some Christians are going to get together and start fucking fighting fire with fire it's not that yeah. crazy no if you think about it and and that i think is um what like western culture's weakness is is a uh, character like the, the the character of 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 the western culture sometimes is like people aren't straight up like people won't like like for example like in in russia like i've noticed even in in um i don't know if the lady was polish but uh, i know in, in um in the sopranos there's this uh character she's like she has like one leg she has like a wooden leg or something and i think she's like ukrainian or russian or some shit like that she's she's on she's not a westerner and she's very straight up and like and well you notice that like russians are like that putin is like that they're like kind of like straight up yeah people like they'll say whatever they feel i feel like that might not be a a bad uh approach going into the future like not 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 being so scared to offend people 
just say what you feel and and say and and obviously don't go try and offend people but say what you see like this is fucked up and that's it you don't that's have to go say fuck muslims no you, that, that, just say hey that was muslim extremism and and we're going to do something about that don't don't sit back and not try and oh i'm not going to popularize this Dude, term and, and, and just it's, say it. it's getting scary yeah. that that like there's so many people out there that are so scared to offend people that like you can't even talk about oh no we can't talk about i don't want to talk about that no that's not talk for the dinner table what Wait, so what can we talk about like what, what can we talk about <laughs> yeah. tell me because we can't talk about this you can't talk about that i don't like to talk about this i don't want to talk about that what the fuck like yeah. what is this how, I, I hate do, you, that. do you think how do you think that the human race has moved forward and evolved it's by communicating and exchanging ideas and yeah. you're limiting that because you're scared that you're going to get offended or offend somebody. Yeah. That's so stupid. So stupid. And that's one thing that I've always been appreciative of my family. Like, uh, my family, when we go out to eat or some shit, or it's like a Thanksgiving dinner, <sighs> get ready for a crazy-ass conversation. Yeah. And people are going to disagree, and we're going to be debating. But it's it's interesting stuff. And then it gives you good perspective. Because sometimes days later, I might tell, oh, you know what? I see what you were saying. Or... Or, you know, my sister might text me and be on some like, oh, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying now. You know, it's, it's it opens you up to different uh, thought process uh, from different people and what they're seeing. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're a, a, a basketball player or, or any or, or any uh, sports player and you have a coach who's telling you, oh, hey, you should improve this or you should improve that. As a human, you should never think that, you know, everything. Or, or that you have all the answers just because of your experiences. You should be able to sit down and, and talk to different people and see their experiences. And you might still not agree with them, but at least see their perspective, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a healthy and, you know, and, and dose you know, of reality. You know, you know what's crazy? Um, uh, going back a little bit when we were talking about people taking things into their own hand. Uh, my mom was telling me that when um, Martin Luther King was assassinated, where she lived in Pilsen, you know, back then it's different now, but but back then when when she was living there, a viaduct pretty much divided the Hispanic side and the black side. Oh shit! Like the black side, there was just like a viaduct that that had um divided the two sides. So obviously, like there were times where like her and her cousins and her brothers would go on the other side and play, you know, with the black kids, or the black kids would come over to the other side and they play, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever the case. But when Martin Luther King was assassinated and on the black side, they had started like looting and like setting fires to stores and like, you know, essentially rioting that her side, the Pilsen side, like they all like started calling the police because they were scared yeah. that, you know, all of that, that, uh, you oh, know, that, that violence would, would migrate their side. Yeah. And for hours and hours, they're calling and like no response, no police show up, nothing like that to set up a, a barrier or a barricade or nothing. And so what their dads did, she was telling me, including her father, was they all took to their rooftops with like their rifles and their guns and stuff. Oh, pretty much on some like if the if the law enforcement isn't going to do anything to like protect our homes and our children. If, if, you know, some of these people come over here and start like burning shit down, we're going to have to take matters into our own hands. Damn. And, and that's what I mean. But like, you're seeing that like same level of people taking things into their own hands based on the inaction. So it's like, we've given you plenty of time 
to respond and act and you have not. So now the only logical choice is for us to take things into our own hands. Yeah. You know, and so it's just a a, a crazy story that I remember her telling me uh, and and it it, it it's it's similar strikingly similar to some of the things that you're seeing that, that are happening yeah. t- today and um but you know uh, uh something that's funny about as far as uh uh not being able to like say certain things or or, or people getting offended or, or being soft about certain things <laughs> the other day uh uh this girl i know she went to uh, her si- little sister's graduation right and the it's an eighth grade graduation, mind you. And so on the Snapchat, the Snapchat, like old man on the Snapchat. The Snapchat. <laughs> no, but on Snapchat, <laughs> she uh, she took a little video of, of of the I guess the the eighth grade valedictorian or the class leader or whatever it is in eighth grade, the the the, the highest honored student, like giving her little speech. And she's like bawling out crying, dude. Like on the stage, like just giving the speech, bawling out crying. <laughs> and, and, and so, and it's funny because you just chuckled. And and in the video, in the video, she take she takes the video of the girl. And she's saying, uh, uh, why is this little gr- girl crying? It's just eighth grade, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, she said that her brothers found it funny. And, you know, I found it funny. And I, I had I had uh, snapped her, laughed my ass off. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very mean spirited, you know, sarcastically. Yeah. So she said that somebody snapped her back, some chick that she didn't even knew or barely knew, saying that she was bogus and wrong for laughing about that little girl on stage crying. Now, mind you. The real that's not me. It's not like she was in the front row, like laughing out loud at the girl saying, ha, 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 like you're crying. She was yeah. like far back. The girl had no idea how she was responding to the girl's speech. She had no idea of it. Yeah. And she was just she was just laughing about it. And, and, and it is there is something funny, like being an older like adult and having experienced so much about the thought of a girl like crying at her eighth grade graduation because it's like yeah, little girl like the pain no the pain has has hasn't even started yet <laughs> like all the pain and, and and like hardship that you're gonna go through has not even begun yet and you're hello. already crying it's so like that one song uh, hello darkness smile <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like it's funny it, it, it it's funny yeah, but, yeah but this girl who was obviously older that that responded to her got so upset she told me said you know how could you say that that's a little girl you have no idea what it's like to be up there and again that's the same culture like like it's embedded in so many people like listen it's funny like just just laugh at it or go on about your day or don't say something this It'd be different and it'd be wrong if, like, you're laughing in the face of the little girl. Yeah. Like, that's foul. You stupid fucking child. Uh, say like, shit like something that. like that. But, like, <laughs> but you're far. The girl doesn't know that it's going on. And you're just laughing because yeah. you know of everything that's to come. Yeah. It's it, ki- it's actually kind of, um, it, it has, like, heart almost. I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's funny and, and she's laughing. But it's kind of like, damn, like, you don't really know what. Exactly, I don't know. I, it's actually benevolent to yeah. laugh at it. It yeah. is, and yeah. and and like a lot of people would say, how how could it how could it be the right thing to laugh at that? It's benevolent because you're actually in a way 
taking time to acknowledge every, the, this girl's future. You're yeah. not just living in the moment. What you're doing is you're looking at this little girl and saying, little girl, you're crying right now, but there's so much to come. It's kind of like when if you have a child, like a teenager yeah. in like his adolescence, and like he's heartbroken, and you kind of, in a way, disregard it and tell him like, hey, kid, get over it. Yeah. You telling him that is actually benevolent because yeah. you're trying to tell him, hey, don't dwell so much on this because you're going to meet so many different girls and you're going to experience so many different things that like one day you're going to laugh, look back and laugh at the fact that you're crying about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's uh, benevolent. That's actually yeah. noble to, to, to take that route. Like yeah. I may maybe at face value, it doesn't look noble but it, it deep down it it, it, it ha there's a lot of heart to yeah, it. it it reminds you when you were a kid and and like all this shit they like when you see your parents or just older people in general like man they got their shit together how the fuck am i gonna get to that like how how am i gonna be able to do shit like that because right now i don't even i don't know what's going on and and it's like that's exactly what that captures almost you know it, it almost reminds me of this um instagram uh i think it was like an instagram or snapchat post or no, someone posted it on Facebook. It was like a dad. He had his. He's like on his truck, and there's just like little kid. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and, and he he's making the little kid run. He's like, come on now. And he's like a like a like a southern ass guy or whatever. So so he's like, come on now. You gotta run. You ain't. Uh, you gotta try hard because how, how are you gonna play for the Texans or the Cowboys? And so the kid's running, and he's like, come on now, run. And and like he's just kind of like laughing and just kind of telling him like you got you you gotta work for 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 what you want. And then the kid's like in front of the truck, so he beeps at the kid, and the kid like starts running real fast. And there we go. That, that that's that, that's you know that's more like it. That's, that's what I like to see. Yeah, I was laughing at that shit, but then in the in the comments, like people were like so offended. They're like, "Oh, how could you treat a child this way?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, you, see, you can tell the dad is not doing that like in a mean spirited way. He's kind of trying to teach his kid, like you know. We're, you know, you gotta you gotta put in that, that work, like, dude. That shit. shit when you want some is gonna hurt. That shit, like those people that are 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 commenting negatively about that. Honestly, I feel like those people are going to lead to the demise of the youth of the future because yeah. well, you see, it they're going to be so fucking soft and scared and sheltered that they're not going to know how to deal with anything, and they're going to get eaten alive by the real world. Then yeah. get eaten alive because. What is that? You know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> kids, especially like how you described the video to me. Like it seems like something like not different than like something our dads would have done with us. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying like, and, and and the kid himself is probably having a great time too. It ain't like he's like having a, a like you know a, a, a horrible time. Like yeah. that's probably gonna be like a cherished memory of his. Oh yeah, he's a damn. My dad pushed me. T I remember when my dad one time he, he he I was like, I was like five, and um. Uh, my brother because my brother he he always used to like to fight and I was always like the peaceful one like I was always kind of friendly with, with whatever kid whatever I don't give a shit I, I never took things personally I've never been that type of person but my brother he's always been like you know like this is how I am and if you disrespect me I'm gonna punch you in the face and obviously when you're a kid that's magnified so he he was always like the type to like if he didn't like something he'll just stand up and just punch the kid. So, Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> so so he punched a kid that was my age. I guess the kid hit him back. So then so then uh, and I wasn't there. So then my dad's like, hey hey, uh, so your brother just got hit by this kid. You're gonna have to you know fight this kid. Uh, and I guess the the kid was there and then his older brother. And then my dad's like, all right. Well now this is a fair fight. And and you know so 
And I fought. That was the first time I fought. And and, and my dad was like, you got to whoop his ass. So obviously I did. <laughs> no, but like, it, it was like, damn, you know, I didn't feel like my dad was putting me in, in the line of danger. He was just kind of teaching me a lesson like, hey, don't ever let yeah, and, you, you know, got to defend your brother. Yeah, you got to defend your family um, whenever you see something like that. So so it is what it is. Dude, so. nowadays there'd be so many like like parent, children, advocates saying how wrong that is. And yeah. the, the the news media would say father, Southside father has been found running a, a kid fighting ring. <laughs> <laughs> kid MMA. <laughs> like, like they would just make, make like, just a, 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 the biggest deal about it. Like, well, look at uh, the, the running back from uh, Minnesota. What's his uh, name? Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Lost a whole year because he hit his kids. I mean, you know, do I agree or disagree? It doesn't matter, but that's his kids. He's disciplining his kids. Right. As as long as this is like, it's nothing like brutal or barbaric, you know, like yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Like I remember we used to do this thing outside where my friend Hector, he would have like the, his bike and it was like a mountain bike. And then we would tie, we'd get a rope and the rope I'd say would be like about, eight nine feet long tied to the back of the seat and then and then get one of those uh do you remember those little cars that like the little battery powered cars that they would go real slow that kids would ride like oh uh, yeah 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 I, what was the name of them like power wheels maybe i don't remember exactly but yeah. they're like little battery powered cars where the kid could sit in it and hit the gas and it would move it was like a jeep usually yeah like a jeep exactly yeah well, we had one of those so like we took the battery out and everything and we yeah. would tie the other end of the rope to that and then we would sit in it and we would have to like steer it so like hector would like be on the bike you know what i'm saying so that's where where all the momentum would come from <laughs> yeah and then so like as he like would turn the corner we would slide and then yeah. like you know trying to control that shit yeah. so it was like obviously like just like the greatest time oh yeah so one day like my dad saw us doing that and he's like he's like, oh that ain't nothing so like what he did is he let us hook up the the end of the rope instead of a bike to his truck. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> That's so, some savage shit. And so like we were, you know, obviously he wasn't like driving that fast, but yeah. like we we were able to go on like you know, and it and it was fun. And I remember like we were just like such crazy kids because we were all for that. And uh, but I, I was just thinking, you know, if people saw that today, they'd like say, "Oh, that's child endangerment, yeah. and you're playing in traffic." And Southside man. And, and and then and it was all residential streets. And what was funny is like we tried to convince him. Obviously, he would never like go for it, but we tried to convince him to like take us on the expressway. Oh <laughs> shit! I remember. I remember. He's like, "No, no, 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 no." We're like, "Yeah, let's go on the expressway." Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. But uh, I I mean, obviously, he wouldn't. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but nowadays, man, like even if a father wanted to do something like that with his kids, there'd be so many other parents like butting in saying that, you know, it's child endangerment and you can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, treat your kid with like disrespect. But, you know, like there's little lessons you teach your kids and, and sometimes you have to kind of like give it to them with a little dose of. The harsh realities of life like because that's that prepares you because because it is like if you think about like like uh of of uh now now being an adult like just some of the stuff that that you deal with 
you if you're a kid like you wouldn't even be able to you know it's it's like chris rock uh when we went to go see him when he said that like he tells his kids like no one gives a fuck about you when you go out there just remember no one gives a fuck about you they really don't like you know you got your friends and this this, isn't that but at the end of the day you got to get your shit together like and, and things aren't going to go smooth. And, and you know what's so awesome about that? Like, that was one of, the, like, the, the lines in that stand-up that, that resonated so much with me was because I remember, and I think I might have talked about this on the podcast previously, but um, I had watched the first episode of that HBO show, Insecure. Yeah. And and I didn't really like it. It didn't, it didn't like, do anything for me. But in the show, in the first episode, like the the girl, the main character, she's part of like an after school program, like a after school program mentor. Yeah. And I remember telling somebody, if I ever had like an after school program where like I was a mentor to a bunch of kids, the first day of the program when everybody shows up, that's what exactly what I would tell them. Listen, nobody gives a fuck about you. And like the, <laughs> the person who I told, like they looked at me kind of shocked, like like well, why would you say that to kids? And I listen. That's what I would tell them. Yeah. I would tell them now, like you being in this program, you're going to go on a journey where you're going to learn so much and your mind is going to open up. But in order for you to truly use this mind opening experience as a resource for your future, you have to understand that, that nobody cares about you. You have to do it yourself. And eventually in life, you'll come across a few people that do care about you, a good friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend. You realize how much your parents care about you, but realize that the rest of the world doesn't care about you. They don't care about you and they're not going to help you, but that's going to make you strong. That's going to give you power. That's going to make you do great things because you're not going to rely on them. You're not going to worry about what they say. You're not going to care that they say bad things about you or that they don't like you. You're not going to care about that. And then you're going to, and then that's going to make you focus on the things that are important, building your credit saving money because you know you've already established all this time that nobody's going to help you so i got to help myself so to have a good life i have to have good credit to have a good life i have to save money to have a good life i have to be clean to have a good life i have to treat people with respect and decency because i'm going to get that in return that's why it's important to tell kids the rest of the world don't tell them oh well you know he said something bad about you so we're going to go talk to your teacher no, and talk no. to his parents and, and make him change his opinion. And they're going to go through all of that. And that kid is going to say the same thing to you that he said before. No, 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 no. What you're going to tell the kid is, hey, yeah, yeah. there's some people in life that aren't going to like you. And you got to deal with it. And maybe you, if you want, you could try to change their perspective of you. But you can't dwell on it. You have to keep moving forward and realize that if that person doesn't like you, it's probably because there's something fucked up about them. And yeah. keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Not try to sugarcoat everything and try to make it so that, that kids don't know like what the harsh realities of life entail. Yeah, and, and really it's, it's all about like going from a kid to an adult and an adult who's going to get shit done and, and make these moves and, you know, and whatever that you do, you're going to be a go-getter, whether you work for somebody or you don't or whatever, but someone that's always going to strive and, and, and always succeed. It's pretty much like teaching the kid, like, you know, well, I'm preparing you to be the king of yourself because this is what it takes. Like, and, and, and in order for you to be a king of yourself, you need to be sure of who you are because people aren't going to like you. Shit ain't going to go your way. And and, and, and and either you're tough enough or you're not. Exactly. And, and it is what it is. So 
This is what the real world entails. And I think kids would like really like because because w- when you're growing up, that's that, really that'll, like, that'll fucking jack a kid up. Hell yeah. Like, oh, shit. yeah. <laughs> 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 like <laughs> fucking pitchforks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking riot all over the school and shit. Hell yeah, I'm sure some of the listeners are out there jacked up right now. Oh like, yeah. man, that's some real ass <laughs> shit. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go punch my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, we we look out the window. It's like fucking mayhem and shit. Everyone's riled the fuck up. The episode's not even out yet. <laughs> Who who's hacking us? But yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh. That's real shit, and I think I think that that's definitely a, a recipe for success because you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong that way. That's not, mm-hmm. and that's not telling the kid by any means to be bitter, like to say that friendship and love doesn't exist. No, if anything, that's telling them to seek the quality friendship, the quality love, the the quality people in your life. Don't just accept anybody. So, if anything, that's promoting quality over quantity because how often do we see so many people that have so many friends but none of them are a good friend none of them are a quality friend it's like oh i have so many friends and we're out clubbing and drinking but the minute you get thrown out or the minute your man dumps you or fucking dots your eye because he came home drunk none of them are there for you you know what i'm saying because you wanted to be friends with all these goofies because the the person that was sitting in the corner reading the book they were lame to you but that was, you know, the quality friend or the, the person that might be a little bit different, you know, oh, he doesn't go out drinking. So now nah, he's not a good friend. Like, you know, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, nah, that's quality yeah. over quantity. Oh, yeah. So while, while people are riled up, follow us on Twitter, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how riled up you really yep. are. And uh, check us out at audiowapesmusic.com. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us. Share the podcast. You know you, what you could do if you're a listener and and you have you know you listen to us on iTunes or or Google Play or SoundCloud. When you hear an episode and you think somebody should listen to this, you could text them the episode. Share it. Hit that share link. You know what I'm saying. Comment. Tell everybody about us. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. The show is continuing to grow. Um, more is to come. More we got a lot of come. stuff we're working on. Thank you. Peace. Peace.